0: And gentlemen, boys and girls, heels of all ages. Welcome to another episode of Sports and Stuff brought to you by the Evergreen 505 podcast. I am John Conley. To the right is Drew Gowan. Jesus was Carpenter. And to the left is Sam uh Jesus, I was gonna say Sam Gowan. Sam Dorfman. Wow, I can't read my own handwriting.
1: We're like twins. Uh insert witty comment here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, John, what are we talking about today?
0: Oh, please, uh, that's a good question. I don't know where to start. Uh, well, we could either start with the news today that came out that Mike Trout made bank, or we could go to last week and talk about how the Browns are going to win it all. Your your guys' choice. Uh, you know, let, let's start with
2: football because because at least that was a, a previous that was a while ago. But we could we could address the
0: football stuff right now. Okay, in that case, before we address the Browns, Drew, I think me and Sam agreed on this. We're going to give you some time just to vent your frustration of what the hell are the Giants doing?
2: Oh, well, you know, honestly.
0: Hang on.
1: Um, yeah, We're going to yeah, time so. you. You have, you have 90 wait. seconds. I have. Starting. You're going to have 90 seconds to just go off. Uh, 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 just so we can start it off on that oh, note. Uh, so. Wait, wait. Okay. Drew's Angry go. Chair. Drew's Angry Chair. Which. For those of you who don't know what Drew's angry chair is, we should probably do a little background
0: job. So in college, uh, we were all roommates. Let's start with that one. But uh, in college, there's this one chair where doesn't matter how small or big the debate was, if Drew was in it, he'd get very angry that the other five roommates, no matter what our point of view was, would we would all gang up on Drew because he was a complete dick. Um, And there are times he gets that angry where we believe he stole the chair from college and he brings it. To different gatherings, weddings, cookouts, etc., and well this segment is kind of just dedicated to him in his angry chair, so Drew, the floor is yours. It was was kind of the it was kind of the
1: grinds my gears section of Evergreen Five Hundred Five. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we will give you ninety seconds to go, starting now.
2: Start, start. Oh, starting now.
1: Now. Oh, jeez. Oh, i got to restart. <laughs> Hold on. Fine. It's fine. We'll go, we'll go with it. Okay. Starting starting now.
2: Okay. So, I was originally going to talk about the Giants, but, you know, a week passed, and life just seemed to be a lot more important because who the hell is going to watch the Giants next next year with Eli frickin' Manning throwing lob passes to the defensive players where, you know, every, game, every ball is an interception, but that's not the point. You want to know what grinds my gears, guys? My fiance got me into watching The Bachelor. That's right. I started watching The Bachelor. You want to know what my problem is with The Bachelor? We had this whole series. I picked this one girl. Her name was Cassie. Cassie was a sweetheart in the beginning. She's a speech pathologist. We're going to get to that in a little bit. So we go through the whole season. You know, he's choosing her all the time, giving the roses, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. So we get to the final three. And guess who's there? It's Cassie and these two other girls who I will not name because no one gives a shit. And they were wonderful people and so on and so forth. What this girl does decides she's not ready for a relationship she doesn't want to want to get into this meanwhile the bachelor is head over heels for this girl and then it goes you know oh i love you i love you all this stuff i want to be with you there's no one else but you and this girl goes i don't think i'm ready for a relationship what the hell are you doing on the bachelor cassie huh what are you doing are you there just for shits and giggles are you there just to be happy you know get internet fame TV time, whatever it is that you're gonna get. Meanwhile, she did later on get revealed that she was in another dating show a month later. But that's not the. Uh. Oh, I, I gotta,
0: I gotta ask him to finish up one point. What's this other dating okay. show that she's in?
2: I don't know. It's something I don't even know. It's some no-name show. I think it's on MTV. I don't know.
0: Well, you figure that out and let me know because Cassie seems like a lovely person that I would like get to know, know my bad history of women. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh
1: John, we're still banking on the sloth yeah, well, girl from yep. like. A There's a sloth
2: girl this that this season, so you and, might have a chance.
0: Any female, and she's from Boston. Any female who dresses up as a animal on The Bachelor is my future wife in some life. I'm just throwing that out there right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, so so Drew's really not upset about the Giants. I thought you know he might be upset that they true. traded Odell yeah, or that they there. then signed. Golden Tate, which makes no sense.
2: No. Oh, no. It doesn't make any sense. At this point, what wound up happening was, so there was an initial anger and a reaction to it. Um, I guess it just kind of came down to the fact that, like, you know, Gettleman's going to ruin the team. But he's technically not ruining the team in a way. I mean, he's getting rid of the drama in Odell. You know, Odell didn't necessarily... Stay healthy every season. He was, it always seemed like there was something wrong or something was injured with him. Um,
1: signing gold, but you do realize that you're paying twenty one million dollars for him. Not yeah, I don't injured.
2: want to talk about that, Sam. But like, I, I, okay. once next year rolls around, you know, it's sort of the once everything is paid off, we should be okay. You know, there's a lot of other money going around. I, I'm just, I think it's more or less just curiosity to see what happens. I think it's a risk. Um, I don't think the Giants. I mean, the Giants are better with Odell, but you know, now that you have Saquon, Saquon can be that number one guy you go to as a <laughs> running back. I like how John's laughing right now because.
0: Sorry, you know, you know that I don't believe you can build a team around a running back and win anything of substance. Well, so. you can't. Well,
2: I mean, it takes it, <laughs> no, takes, a it uh, takes a village. It takes a village. But I, but I, I, listen, I, you know, Saquon's versatile enough to be. To, you know, wide receiver, you know, or receiving on the, on the short passes um, runs really well, did a good job. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see, I think golden Tate just adds another weapon to a depleted cannon of Eli Manning. So it's not like the ball is going to get to him at any point, but Hey, we still have Sterling Shepard and a half injured Evan Ingram. but you
1: know, we're going to be okay. Well, I was going to say, I, I searched for New York giants roster and, I just want to read the first uh, the first 10 guys on this list and stop me when you don't know someone. Eli Manning, okay. Saquon, Sterling Shepard, mm-hmm. Kyle Lauda. Kyle Yep. He's uh, number four ahead of Evan Ingram. Then Michael Thomas, who was your safety. Oh, boy. And then Sam Beal. Yeah. And then... Will Hernandez, and Janoris Jenkins. Um, I can't say I know Michael Thomas or Sam Beal.
2: Yeah, um, I just kind of know the names. Uh, Not necessarily know how they're going to play. I mean, we're rebuilding, you know, the offensive line, which we traded um, when we traded Vernon away. We got Seitler, I believe is his name from the Browns. Um, and then we got, you know, with, I know it's a yawn. It's not really exciting. We're not expected to win the division. It's more than likely going to go to the Eagles. We're going to maybe be third or fourth, depending on how the Redskins do. Like, it's probably going to be the Eagles, the Cowboys, Redskins, and Giants are going to alternate. Like, I'm not really expecting much. Uh, my phrase in life and that people will come to realize and come to understand, and there might be a t-shirt that comes out of it, is set the bar low and you will never be disappointed. So I'm setting the bar Dude, on the ground we
1: don't, and we'll be fine. Do we have, John, have you checked the budget? Do we even have
0: budget for this podcast, let alone t-shirts? I have a box to ship t-shirts out of. There's just nothing in the box yet. So well, we, we got okay. step one done.
2: Well, you Get know, the box. Future, in the future, I'm going to be repeating that phrase. A lot, so get used to it.
0: All right, I got to say this about Drew's anger. Shockingly not, like, angry at all, to be honest. Like, the fact that he still thinks the Giants have a shot of not being the worst team in not just his division, but even the NFC, if not the entire league, actually blows my mind that he's not at that level of nuclear destruction yet.
1: Well, it sounds like at this point acceptance of Kettleman's decisions. Yeah, it, and more of it's, like it's
2: more yeah, or less like, like, you know, I'm gonna get angry if I'm going to get angry, I'm gonna get angry if like basically you get rid of everyone but Eli. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still holding out a little bit of hope that they go and get Dwayne Haskins in the draft. Um, but I know there was people throwing it around that like Josh Rosen might somehow make his way to New York. I would prefer not to have that happen. Um, even though I know statistically, like Rosen didn't have like a terrible season. He just had an awful team to play with. But again, that's like the same excuse I keep giving to Eli. So I would rather just could do a complete reset and do a complete one eighty with what type of quarterback the Giants come out with in the next in the future. So here's hoping that those things change. But the doubtful difference. sorry. Yeah.
0: I was going to say yeah. the difference between the uh, Rosen and Eli comparison of, oh, they're on teams that you really can't build anything about, is Eli is on the downside of his career where he's his shoulders being held together probably by duct tape at this point in whatever steroids or alleged steroids Peyton Manning has left in his closet, yeah. where Josh Rosen was just drafted. So as you build up the Giants, you can build the Giants up around Josh Rosen.
2: Right. So, I mean, the only thing, the only other, other option they could do is, I mean, they just, they trade the third pick that they got from the Beckham trade, you the third round pick for Rosen and the Cardinals wind up drafting Haskins to work behind or to basically do another full reset of the team. Now there's no guarantee that's going to happen, but you know, if, if I'm a betting man, I would, I would say, try and get that, you know, Dwayne Haskins because you're you're also getting another pick in the draft you're also getting another first round pick so it's not like you're not you're not gonna lose anything maybe work on your defense because at this point your offensive line is what it is but I don't you know it's kind of it's not bleak for the Giants like they're probably gonna finish like with the fifth worst record in the league they're gonna be the same mediocre team like they're not gonna be the worst team in the league but they're definitely not gonna be like a mediocre team they're gonna be like in between that, that that range. They're going to probably get five wins, maybe six. I guess for some reason we're going to want to try. I could see that.
1: Also, I think, especially because your third quarterback's name is Alex Danny. So it might be time to find somebody who isn't. um, Eli or somebody who gets arrested or Alice well Tannen.
2: fun fact lauletta did get arrested for uh a, some sort of vehicular thing so you know but apparently everyone keeps saying play and play and play him, but there's a reason that he doesn't get he doesn't get any playing time you know everyone thought davis webb was going to be like the heir apparent to eli and he's not on the team anymore so you know i don't know i don't know what their situation is with quarterbacks
1: that's so right. well. Alex Tanney has a career 99
0: passing yards and a touchdown for a 114 passer rating. Alex Tanny used to be the fourth string quarterback at the Miami Dolphins. I want to say he was in 2011. The only reason I know that is because I started him in Madden and I won the game. Continue.
2: <laughs> probably because he threw, probably because the other four guys threw an interception that he
0: did. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: But I mean, well, I mean, he, he played for the Titans in 2015. Oh.
2: That's that's yeah. exciting.
1: Actually, John, he wasn't even in the league in 2011, so I'm not sure who <laughs> <I had laughs> you were <no> playing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <was> not <laughs> sure it was Alex I mean, yeah, this, this... Generic generic player number three. Yes, but I
2: definitely don't think this giant season is going to be exciting. I mean, I'm going to enjoy watching Saquon. I'm going to enjoy you know seeing some of the young guys develop. But, I mean, the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to excitement now, I mean, you got to say it's the Cleveland Browns.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: oh. definitely. For sure. I mean, they just – It's just nice to know that it's the Browns this year that the Patriots are going to have to beat to go to Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't seen them play a single game. The, the group play a game together. So we got to wait and see. You never know what happens. Yes, we have. There's a lot – I mean, are you expecting Odell to... Well, because to me,
0: Odell is the biggest question mark of being a headache on that team. And on teams where he gets along with the rest of the wide receivers and the quarterback, he does well. Well, his best friend is Jarvis Landry. So now the question is him and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I feel like, has the exact same personality as both Jarvis Landry and Odell, which is why Landry and Mayfield get along so well. So I'm not saying it's not going to be an issue. I just where everyone sells you just put a diva on a team with more divas, this is gonna blow up. I actually think that this has a legitimate chance of being as good talent wise, maybe not this year but next year, as the fifteen and one Vikings.
1: Sam Yeah, I mean I think they they definitely have the talent. It's just getting all of the young players together and being able to perform because I think that like Landry and OBJ are of course Buddies from college. It's Mm -hmm. they still have a really young quarterback. Freddie Kitchens is technically brand new. It's a whole new regime after one year of Hugh Jackson. Oh, half a year um, with Mayfield that playing. So Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. where it's a bit, it's a bit concerning, especially given that they. I think it's going to be the experience factor compared to more of the actual playing ability because it's, it's clearly have a lot of talent it's just meshing that talent and i think in any sport it's tough to have that and especially in football there's only 16 games so if you screw that up for like two or three that could mean the season
2: right i mean and you're also banking on baker have it not having a sophomore slump. you got a new coach um i don't know i forget what his name is the new coach You're funny kitchens. kitchens great name by the way former Sorry quarterback in alabama that that's that. I was gonna say it's not familiar, but I mean you're banking on you know kind of like John. You're saying they're meshing together, which I and I and I don't think you're wrong on that. I think Jarvis and Odell complementing each other well over at LSU. Um, I don't see where there's going to be any issues. I mean I don't think oh, I think Odell will also be you know appreciate the what he appreciated at least with when Saquon was there was he doesn't have to be the guy to win the game. Like he doesn't have to be the guy you go to. I mean, you have Nick Chubb, you have Jarvis Landry, you have um, well, not until the next half of the season, but Kareem Hunt coming in. You have Njoku, a tight end. You have Njoku, who's just savage as a tight end. I mean, Odell. I mean, you know, everyone says like, oh, Odell was the puzzle piece. I don't necessarily think so. I don't know if he was exactly like the guy. I mean, you know, tough with injuries. I mean if it wasn't for really the catch, I mean, does he, you know, does he get the fame and fortune that he normally would? Or would he just be flying under the radar as an average type of wide receiver? Because, I mean, if you look at his stats, I mean, he started in 2014, you know, you know, 1300 yards then 1450, 1367, you know, 2017, I think that was when he was injured. He only got 302 yards. And then this year in 2018, he only made about a little over a thousand yards with, six touchdowns so i mean like
1: yeah but i mean he was he was setting records all through those times too like, yeah youngest to every single checkpoint he could possibly get there. yeah
2: i mean i i guess it's just like he let us down kind of in the playoff game the the, the infamous boat incident um all they all of them <laughs> did but you know when the time came when it was time to get serious that just seemed to eluded him um i think everyone's I think there's a lot of fans that are actually happy he's gone because I think there's just more drama with him than people would like but I do think that he will fit in well with the Browns the Browns being sort of that underdog team a young team a scrappy team a team that's ready I'm going to say now where they probably could easily you know at least get into the playoffs in a wild card spot or I think at best it obviously is win you know their their respective division cuz you know, the, the Ravens are on the down, kind of on the downward end with Lamar Jackson coming in. Um, you know, the Steelers, we don't even know what the Steelers are anymore because parent there's team drama there. I don't know if that's going to carry over after Bell and Brown left. And then the Bengals are the Bengals. And, I mean, they lost Vontez Perfect, and that must be really devastating for their scrappy defense. But I, I, don't, I don't see a scenario where the Browns may not make the playoffs. I, I think it would be hard to find
1: Yeah, that's. I, I think, I mean, the Browns, even just looking, at, I mean, it, not that it means too much, but they have the one, two, three, four. They're tied for the fifth best odds to win the Super <laughs> Bowl. So, not bad. They're tied with the Packers.
2: <laughs> They're tied with the Packers. Oh, boy.
1: It, it's uh, Chiefs and Pats at six to one, Saints and Rams at eight to one, Browns and Packers at 14 to one, and then the Dolphins at 105. Oh, no, excuse me, 150 to
2: one. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I think I don't. And I also don't think that they're and what also is on their side is there's really no expectations for them, like in a way, because considering that they they didn't win a game for like two years, three years now, all of a sudden, like they they won like six games. But now it's it's sort of, um, you know, they may still have that sort of underdog type of status, even though they have a pretty good team, they still might be underdogs,
0: They won seven games, six games, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been five games, but either five or six games after firing Hugh Jackson. Now you bring in in the guy who has never held a head coaching job before, but he never was a coordinator either, and he was the coordinator for your offense for those five wins. He's now your head coach. That's the biggest question mark. And if you think that he can even hold water, He's going to have a winning record. I think he's going to shock a lot of people, which is why I'm going big here. Browns are 14-2 next year. They're losing to the Pats in Foxborough, and they're going to lose to the Seahawks in Cleveland. After that, they're winning it all. And, yes, that does include the Rams in Cleveland as well, and that's because the Rams, I do not think, are going to be as good as they were this year.
1: I I can't get to that. I can't get to that point.
0: Well, when they're 14-2, and two, you come talk to me, and if they don't go 14-2, and two, uh, I'll apologize. Right. There we go. <laughs> that's
2: – okay. What is – all right, let's just go through their schedule real quick, and let's just kind of see if that is actually logical, if they are going to go 14-2. and two. Granted, you know, it's a team that's never played before, and it's a, obviously a, a – well, a, a coach that only has coached five games. So let, does anyone have their I, schedule I, so on them? They by haven't any
0: released the actual schedule, but they released who is home and who is away?
2: Who they – Okay, so hypothetically, saying you know, it doesn't matter the schedule, but uh, all right, let's go through a one by one. Like each of us will kind of agree if there's if that is a win or a loss. Well, let, all right, let's go. Let with we
1: that. pull off the and John. I know that they didn't do super well last year, but I do want to comment that they had a they got to play the Bengals twice when Jeff Driscoll was all right. the quarterback. Home games
0: against <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just disregarding that because for people forget Jeff Driscoll had a better year last year than Andy Dalton. So that actually exactly. That's my point. Jeff Driscoll had a better year than the primetime quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. So the fact that they won those two games and Andy Dalton's coming back, those like that, that means nothing. That supports the argument is Cleveland's going to blow them out of the water, but Okay. Home, so, home games. Anyway. Obviously the three division games, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. You're going to lose one I, of those games. I have them going 6-0 I, in I, the division. So it's...
2: I think you're I think you're I think they're going to lose. Uh, Their the like defense
0: lose. is good.
2: Yeah, they're going to lose to the Ravens at least once, and I think they're going to lose to the Steelers. If
0: once. they lose to the Ravens, and that's an if cuz am I'm, I'm take driven at this point they're going 6-0 in the division. It'd be in Baltimore. I don't see them losing in the dog pound.
2: Right. No, I think that's. I think that's fair. I, I'm. I, that's why I'm just saying. I think they will lose one game to both the Steelers. All and right, the So
0: out of the six division games, you guys are saying five and one, four and two. I'm going six and out. Yes. All right. Home game, Dolphins. Win. Win. Home game against the Bills. Win.
2: Win. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. That's a toss up. I mean, if if uh Josh Allen gets it together, I mean the Bills have been known to surprise once in a while, but I, I I'll still say they'll win. I'll still say the Browns will
0: win. Home okay. game against the Seahawks, I'm saying loss.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll say they'll Home
0: lose. Home game against the Rams. I, I think they'll. I have them down as sad. a win because so I think the Rams are overrated, but that's just me.
2: Okay, so you think? to so, right, so be I, an upset I, in so the dog So the Rams, pounds.
0: to me, this year, I think that they're going to be the Atlanta Falcons of a couple years ago. They made the Super Bowl, and then the next year they were like five and twelve. I don't think they're going to drop off. Uh, I don't think five and eleven. I don't think that they're going to drop off as bad as the Falcons did. I think that the Rams will still win uh, potentially their division, if not a wild card spot but I think they're going to have that type of drop-off and Cleveland's going to benefit from it.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: And their final home game is against Tennessee. Mm, win. Win.
2: Yeah, win.
1: Yeah, is Tannehill playing? <laughs> <fine?
0: laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh bigger win. <laughs> no, they traded <laughs> for Andy Dalton, which is a win. <laughs> um Road games, we went over the division. uh, In New York against the
2: Jets. I don't know. I think with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, depending on when that game is played, I think the Jets will be finding their stride. So I'm going to say they're going to lose to the Jets.
0: I have them as a win. I have them as a win because this exact Jets team, granted they added Le'Veon Bell, but pretty much everyone else is the same. Lost to them last year in New York, if I'm not mistaken, when they hadn't won a game in two and a half years, and Hugh Jackson was their coach
2: well you know different different year, different team, you know different mentality so we'll 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 see
0: in new England loss loss in Arizona
2: <laughs> <laughs> ooh, against the Cardinals. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say no, Drew, the other Arizona team. Um, Sam, what do you think?
1: Uh, they'll, they'll win that one. I mean, yeah. Who do the Cardinals honestly have besides David Johnson and uh,
2: Larry Fitzgerald for, like, the 100th season?
0: Oh, they have uh, Christian Kirk. They have A-ship... Uh, AQ Shipley on the offensive line coming back from a torn ACL, if that counts for anything. No? Okay. All right. So. <laughs> uh, don't they have like a
1: 97-year-old Phil Dawson? <laughs> right the there, game changer right there, baby. Anyway,
0: um, uh, in San Francisco, against the 49ers.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Question. <laughs> Is Garoppolo in the game? Uh, yeah, he'll be back. whether he's. Are we sure? Whether he is or not, I'm
0: putting that as a win for the Browns because I, uh, I think Garoppolo is going to be rusty coming off the ACL.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be generous and give them a win for that one. Like I feel like that's a game that they could just like overestimate the 49ers and the 49ers just run away with it. Like I just I, you know I get, you have to find one game where it's kind of like that's the game where they're just going to be like overconfident and just get below and like lose like badly like it's the turnaround game and like their playoff DVD you know like oh man we got to get our stuff together
0: and the final game would be in Denver
2: I don't even know what well, team Denver's the- playing
0: I'd
1: say that they're going to lose cuz I feel like by then they'll have a uh,
0: they'll already have a playoff spot. Well, to this is not the, the season in order. This is just uh, home road cuz they oh. haven't announced the schedule yet.
1: I still rest players against the Broncos. Come on. Yeah, that
0: might be the opening week yeah, matchup, w- but they'll definitely rest players. Uh, I have it as a win cuz in the words of Vegas, they the Broncos went out and acquired Joe Flacco and their odds of winning the Super Bowl went from 100 to 1 to 125 to one. So if you made a move that made your team worse and this Browns team, which was worse last year, beat you in Denver, then I'm sorry, you're going to lose in Denver again this year.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I just see nine. I see nine and seven.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just see. Yeah, I mean, I could see ten and six, maybe like you know. I th- I think it's just any given, you know, it's the stupid like you know saying any given Sunday, you know. But I do think they have a better chance of having a good record and at least you know winning their division or getting into the wild card. But you know, again, once you reach the playoffs and it's playoff time, you know, who shows up?
0: Fourteen and two, they're a uh, one seed. Book it. <sighs> <Okay.
1: laughs> John's hot take of All the
2: right. year today. All right, yeah, hot, yeah, John's hot take of the year today. That, that's ever-changing, ever, ever-knowing. Ever All right, what's next? Be- <laughs> Be- <laughs> did, did we not get our lineup card?
1: <laughs> well, we're... We're halfway through the halfway through the podcast. Um, we could shift our focus to some baseball. Yeah, why don't we do that? Seeing as there's actual games being played, but at 5 a.m. Eastern time.
2: Woo! Good job, MLB. I'm glad I knew about it. Jk, I didn't. <laughs> All right. So I guess we should probably, you know, start with the elephant in the room and go over basically the absolute, as John said in the beginning, the absolute bank that was made this offseason. Oh.
1: By um, Eloy Jimenez, I know.
2: (laughs) I know. Oh, so great, yo, Gio Gonzalez, baby, for Uh, you know. Can
0: we talk about the (laughs) bank that Eloy Jimenez just made? Six years, forty-three million dollars. He's never played a major league baseball game.
2: Well, you know what they say: where there's sand. Uh,
0: I'm just saying, I've done as much as that guy has done on the major league level, and he's getting forty-three million dollars. Where's my paycheck, Chicago? Huh? Where is it?
2: (laughs) I mean, listen, they have to be, they, you know, the White Sox have to spend that money. I mean, that was the money that was going to go to Manny Machado. And as I told you earlier, you know, Eloy Jimenez is going to get the locker that was left empty in between John Jay and his brother-in-law.
1: Oh, Jesus.
2: You know, who looks stupid now, White Sox? You do. Got your pants on the ground, but I would say the most impressive one and most impressive contract naturally is Mike Trout's, and I believe it's universally agreed that he is worth that money, right?
1: Uh, I think he's worth more, but
0: he he was underpaid by a good uh, hundred and seventy million dollars.
1: I know that. Well, like I know that war doesn't mean too much, but like it, it does and it doesn't. But the fact that you ha- if you add harper's career war and machado's career war it still doesn't equal what trout has
2: yeah i mean trout is just i know everyone throws out the word generational talent to any person that can hit the ball and hit over 300 but you know I, i think mike trout is probably the best baseball player we've ever witnessed like in our lifetime like he's just he's just out there like he He's on another level, like Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are good players, like are great players. Like they will easily first ballot all the famers, yada, yada, yada. But like Mike Trout is just on like a God tier right now. And like, it's crazy. And, you know, you wonder if Bryce Harper's kicking himself for the contract that he got, like that he basically wanted to be the the most highest paid player. And for like eight days. And then Mike Trout, just on a Tuesday, like in the middle of the offseason, just signs his contract and that's it.
1: That, that's true. But I, don't, I think even Harper's got to know he's not Mike Trout. Like even Harper was talking about how he wanted to get Trout on his team. And I think he'd know that Trout would overshadow him, even though he's got the personality of a cardboard box.
2: Yeah, he's not a very marketable guy, but I guess that's kind of the thing. Like it's, he is, uh, you know, he baseball really doesn't market their players at all very well. You know, granted they're making they're making billions of dollars and you know all this stuff, but
1: no, know. they actually the uh, ESPN came out with their top their hundred most famous athletes in the world. One MLB player appeared, and it was Harper at ninety nine.
2: Like Yeah,
1: baseball's got a problem. That's not good.
2: Baseball's got a serious Mm -hmm. problem.
0: I I kind of feel like the LA Angels, Mike Trout, uh, personality, marriage is perfect. The Angels are the dumbed-down, less personable, less known franchise in LA to the Dodgers. And Mike Trout is this generational talent, as we all agree, that has, as Sam said, the personality of a cardboard box and so he's in the city with bright lights Hollywood, glams, and fashion and he's in the part of the city that no one gives a damn about I feel like it's just a perfect match
2: oh yeah definitely and I know how everyone was you know everyone kept saying oh like you know Trout let's go home. you know go home you know let's go to Philly let's win this stuff like you know come on I'm sorry no player is going to choose home over cold, hard cash. Like, this is not going to happen. You know, everyone's like, oh, Trout, come to Philly, come to Philly, come to Philly. Pfft, nope. I'm going to get $430 million and stay out in LA instead of Philly. Sounds like a great trade off to me.
0: So, when his contract's up, how old will Trout be? 38, 39? Yeah,
2: he'll be, uh, yeah, he'll be around that age. He'll be he done. like, that'll be, be... If...
1: It'll be the. It'll be 39. Yeah.
0: Okay. So in the, in a scenario where the DH is now unilateral, unilaterally in both leagues, I could see him doing one season in Philly. And that's why he signed a 12 year deal and not a 13 year deal. Like Bryce hyper. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, but in fun, Oh, maybe this isn't right.
1: Who's the guy that's getting signed. Who's getting a million dollars in the Mets every year. Bobby Benio. Um, Bobby Bunia? he'll be he's getting paid four years after, yeah he'll be paid four years after harper harper well probably Trout too at this point
2: yeah bobby Bonilla yeah. will still be getting paid after those two contracts are done
1: hey good good for him i mean good for him imagine I mean, that do you do a job and then they're all like uh, we don't want you anymore but we're gonna pay you a million dollars for the next 25 years I think it's a great idea
0: yeah I think it's genius because you turn around and everyone's like, oh my God, we're paying so and so how many million dollars to suck on the field. And he's just quietly in the background. I'll take my 1.5 million for being retired for probably a decade and a half at this point. I'm okay with it. Like that, that, that's a hell of a deal. Good for him. I'm not even mad about that. I was thinking,
1: just imagine that you're like sitting, you're, you're sitting at home and then every, every year you're just like, oh, another million dollars.
0: Easiest million in his life. Oh yeah,
2: hundred oh, yeah. percent. I. So the the next the next thing about baseball in general, John. We we we've had this conversation. I, I need you to explain to me why you believe the preseason actually matters. Like,
0: all right. Before we get to that, I just have one final thing on the whole Trout Angels sign yeah. up. Is anyone else that the Angels are stupid for making this deal? And hear me out, because we all agree that generational talent, you don't want to lose this guy. You've had him for six years or eight years at this point. Mm-hmm. You haven't been out of the bottom of the basement of your division one of those years. And you can't sign anyone else to help him because you're stuck under the pool host contract. Nah. So your answer, instead of maybe trading him and replenishing your system and trying to become relevant again that way, is putting more money into him so that between the trout contract and the pool host contract, you literally can't do anything now.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Hey, they just want to put butts in the seats. I think it's good. I think it's great that, you know, at least the angels get, you know, teams like that get to keep those generational players like the Nolan Arenados, the Mike Trouts, you know, I'm glad the Padres got Manny Machado. I think that's great for them. Um, you know, I think, I think it's needed. I, I just don't think that, I think you kind of also ruin it as a sort of a business perspective. You kind of ruin the team. If you, if you let Mike Trout walk, like all the big city, big market teams, like the New York's, the Boston's, the Chicago, you know, the Cubs really um, the Ainge, uh the Dodgers, like they'll all be fine. Like those teams will move on and they'll get another big time player. They'll draft another big time player, but those small market teams really need them. Like, Badly, and I mean, it's not a terrible. I mean, team. I mean, you've got, you know, you got Trout, Otani, Upton, a reinvigorated Matt Harvey. You know, a, a if, Cole if Calhoun, you, if, if, a if Cozart. Matt Harvey's
0: fourth. If Matt Harvey is fourth on your list of names of reasons to give me, like you should be excited for Angels' baseball. This goes back to my point of between the pool halls <sighs> contract and this new contract with Trout, you can sign no one.
2: Well, you know,
0: um... <sighs> I'll give you Upton and Otani all day because uh, Upton's still a power hitting uh, stud, and Otani is amazing. Deserve it of the rookie the year. <laughs> but, like, Besides that, who do you got, and now you can't make any moves?
2: Sure. I mean, I guess you just kind of hope to get people through the farm system. I mean, get lucky enough where, you know, you get, you know, you trade off some of these guys, and you get draft picks. And, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's not easy to – it really is almost impossible to tank in baseball. Like, people try to tank in baseball, but, like, I don't think you can.
0: I think the Orioles kind of mastered it last year.
2: Well, I mean they got good, they got picks out of it and they got, you know, prospects out of it. That's not I'm not saying that they didn't do that, but like the idea of like let's lose as many games as possible to get our draft picks. I mean, those draft picks may never actually work out and they wind up sitting in your farm system for 5, 6 years before they're ready to go. And then even after that, you know, the way the rules are, these guys are like, you know, coming up and down almost like rentals and utilities. I mean, you got Vlad vladimir guerrero jr who's going to be starting in the minor leagues this year so it's kind of like you know they're manipulating the rules where you may not see these guys in like 10 years and you'll forget that you had them true
0: true True. all right do you want to go go to the elephant in the room there i have
1: a hold on i've got an i I have an ad read (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus! We got ads.
2: Um, when did we get an ad?
1: Well, we have an we have an ad, and um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna just gonna read it. I have the script in front of me. It's uh, we're brought to you today by Who Knew. Who Knew works when someone asks you a question and you don't know the answer to, and answers it for you, disguised as your own voice. Just download the app, and it detects when you are feeling stupid based on your body's vibration. It then searches for the answer and pipes up a response on your behalf. Who knew? Well, what? <laughs> Just or, what? Wow! Is that real? Is that, is that I'm, real? I'm, I'm reading what was sent to me. This is.
2: Oh I mean, I God. have another one. I mean, that was I'm an actual reading. ad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could read it now. Um, or I have another one if you want me to read it for later.
0: No, save it for later. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm
2: intrigued. Yeah, yeah. This,
1: is, this is legit. Dude, dude, wow. Our first ad. Yeah. Oh, we my have, God. We have... Yeah, we got sponsors. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? All right. Speaking of who knew, does anyone know exactly what John's thoughts on the preseason, postseason, regular season, and offseason? are? <laughs>
2: No, no one will. And you'll get this a lot from John, who just gives out ridiculous things. Just like John's hot take of the year today.
1: Yeah, so John, how about you explain why you think the preseason is way more important than it actually is?
0: All right. It's as simple as this. My manager, Alex Cora, he's also your manager for us Red Sox fans. Drew, sorry. He's not your manager. You got that like guy... He, he did that thing that one time. Besides that, he, he's kind of irrelevant. Anyway, um, he, last year, said the preseason mattered. Went on to dominate the regular season, reminded us in September, he said the preseason mattered, and then won the World Series, for people who forget about that. And now this year, hasn't said anything, but at the same time, the team has sucked in the preseason. So I'm just concerned, as someone who believes my manager, that he said the preseason mattered and the preseason we are not doing well, especially in the bullpen, something that was kind of shaky last year and then we let Craig Kimball walk away. I'm wondering where a lot of people say the Red Sox are going to be a close to 100-win team this year. I'm looking at it as like, hey, the offense can get us above 500, but are we even still in playoffs? Preseason battering. Okay, yeah.
2: I don't know. I can't. I can't say it really does. I mean, the whole point of the preseason is to kind of get off all the rust of the off season. If you're sitting around not doing anything, um, I mean, you lost a. I mean, the Red Sox did lose a couple of bullpen pitchers, but I mean, your starting rotation is pretty much the same. So, I mean, if your team can last year and they can, you know, you know, your pitchers can get you to the seventh or eighth innings. I mean, I I don't see any issues, but the the, the main thing is, I, I just think preseason is, it's pointless because what winds up happening is when the season starts, all those stats go to zero. So it doesn't matter. It's the same thing as the, it's you know, it just doesn't matter. Like everything that happened, you know, at that point is basically gone away because you're still trying to figure out who you want on your roster, you know, you've got, you know, people pitching, you know, openers. You've got, you know, one guy pitching like an inning. You've got your starters who are still trying to figure out their stuff. I mean, I just, to me, it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things when it comes to October. Once October comes around, you know, it's no one cares what happened in the preseason.
1: Right. I, it, it, like you said, the preseason is just a way to get everything going again. I mean, you rarely see the Stars play longer than like a couple minutes. It's mainly for the the guys, the 24th and 5th guy on the team, making sure that you have the right guys who will come in in a situation where you might not have an idea of who would actually be there, or if there's an injury, just knowing that you have somebody to back it up. And then if there's ever a situation of a – a position battle, but it's never going to be the the top nine, ten guys on the team. It's going to be some of these mid to lower tier guys.
0: I'm not saying you're wrong on what the point of preseason is supposed to be because I agree with that. You, the stars don't play that much. This is supposed to fi- figure out the bottom fodder of the roster or the high end prospects of AAA to figure out if they're ready. All I'm saying is last year Alex Cora made it a point to mention how he won the Grapefruit League championship, then went on to have the best record in the regular season, then led his team to a World Series, and now this year, the team has a losing record in, last, in was it last week, got blown out by the Yankees 16-1 to in a game? I'm sorry. If you're going to tell me last year, preseason matters, which I believe because he was a very transparent manager, that I believe he believes that that preseason matters last year, then it has to matter again this year, which means that's not a good sign for the Boston Red Sox. Congratulations, Drew, on the division, then.
2: I will, I, I will not accept that congratulations until the end of the season because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, look at – I mean, you, you got to think about this now. The, the game is played differently in the sense that there are teams that are legitimately tanking. Like last year we had about five teams that won over 100 games. The Red – again – the only thing that changed from the Red Sox was the bullpen. Like, other than that, unless I'm unless I'm mistaken, you guys have pretty much the same. Much like with, you know, your, you know, observation of the New York Jets of last year, it's almost like the same team. Except they're like, you know, minus two guys. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you always figure it out. And who knows? You guys might decide to have a change of heart and sign Kimbrough. I'm sorry. I had to stop myself from laughing there, but you never know. You, you, you might, but I don't think your team is going to be impacted the same way like that. You know, you think they're going to be, I, I, you know, the, the month of April is also just to get the kinks out, you know, kind of get the start of the season. Talk to me maybe in May or June. Once that happens and the Red Sox are playing the same way they're playing in the, in the preseason then we may be able to talk and have this discussion. But I, I just think, you know, you're putting a little too much stress on a low stress portion of the game of baseball.
0: All right. You know, you know, what? that that's, that's fine. I'll bring, I'll bring it back up in May because I, I, I think that with the Red Sox bullpen getting worse and the bullpen, as shaky as it is, this is like the Broncos trading for Joe Flacco and getting worse. So the only difference is the Broncos sucked last year and the Red Sox won the World Series. But, and that's a big difference, that is a big difference. But the point being that in football, it doesn't seem like a lot of the, there's like one or two teams where every where they got significantly better. Everyone else kind of stayed the same or made lateral moves. There are teams in Major League Baseball that have gotten significantly better.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, playoff predictions, you know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I just see the Yankees and the Red Sox again at the top of the AL East, whichever way it's going to go. I think the Rays are going to try and be that third place team, but because the Yankees and the Red Sox are just such a better team as they always do, you know, nothing's going to change. I just think the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to be in this continuous, infinite battle of fighting over that, that top of the AL East and in the best division in the league. Because the AL East is, I believe, is the best. I don't care what happened with the Phillies in the NL East. I, I still think that the AL East is a hundred times better than any other division. But you know, we'll see. I mean, only time will tell.
1: Yeah, I, I can't put the Yankees there because of. I mean, it, you can clearly hit the ball, but I just don't. Your pitchers are questionable to me. I mean, it's it.
0: Uh, Go ahead. I was just gonna say, my prediction is your division leaders for the AL are going to be the Yankees, the Astros, and the Twins, with the two AL wildcard spots going to Baltimore and Cleveland.
2: You don't even think the Red Sox is gonna make the playoffs this year?
0: Baltimore? Nope, because the Red Sox are nine and fifteen in spring oh, training, and everyone I named here are the top five teams. Oh my god. <laughs> You know that I, you know that I
1: the almost... Mariners have gone undefeated multiple times in the preseason and have finished last every single time.
2: Hey, the Mariners are on their way to one hundred and sixty-two and zero, Sam. So you stop that. Don't talk about the Mariners that way.
1: Mariners eight are eight and nine. They're not making the postseason. <laughs> well, they're they're on pace to go one hundred and sixty-two and zero. The Oakland is. They are. Home. Jeez, Oakland's projected to go zero and one hundred and sixty-two just based on flatline pace. It's
2: not what you want.
1: Well wow. But I don't I just don't see too much of a difference over the past couple of years in the American league. I feel like it's gonna be the same teams again. There's not too much of yeah. a shift.
2: I mean yeah, you'll get the you'll get the twins again. Like but they'll just put in the central or they'll be in the, they'll they'll at least be either in the wild card or when they'll win the division. But I think either way.
1: Yeah, like I'm thinking, it's it some combination of Cleveland, Boston, New York, Houston, and maybe Minnesota. Minnesota
2: or Oakland, probably.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just outside of those. Like, it, I mean, I feel like the National League is much different.
2: Yeah, the National League it's going to be the Phillies or the it's going to be the Phillies, the Nationals, the Dodgers. Um you got the we'll Cubs, probably... you got the
1: Padres, you got the Cubs, you got the Brewers, you've got the Cardinals. I, I mean, mean the, the entire NL East could make the could make it outside of my think the
2: Mar- you think the Marlins are going to make the the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they have a generational Do we put job. some money down they are
0: Twenty thousand
2: to one. Oh my God!
0: Uh, they are currently the second best team in spring training behind the Padres and the Yankees. So yes, they have a legitimate. No, you know. so.
2: so John's making predictions off of the off of the preseason. Like it matters.
0: <laughs> my manager told me it matters. I think it matters. Which
1: brings us back to the whole beginning where. Preseason doesn't matter.
2: It doesn't. really doesn't. Because at the end of the day, you know the season starts with you being zero and zero. All the pitchers have a zero ERA. All the batters have a zero batting average.
0: You know what I want? I want you guys to write down – we could do this off the podcast or on the podcast, but when spring training is officially over, I'm just going to look up the records, and those are going to be the teams that I predict are going to win – their divisions and take the wild card spots. I want you guys to just predict teams and figure out who's right at the end of the year.
2: I think that's reasonable.
0: Yeah. I mean, we did that. All right.
1: Actually, we did that with basketball, which we should probably talk about because I don't know about our predictions.
2: I just saw the Marcus Martin-Joel Embiid basically brawled almost at the game tonight. That's a thing. Yeah. I, oh, I forgot there was a game tonight. That was Drew's contribute contribution to the basketball discussion. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> well, all right. Do we do we visit our picks? Because I have our. Block
2: yeah, block. let's let's okay. visit the picks. Let's let's.
1: Oh, geez. So, Let's go to the board. Right. So, for anyone listening, before the season, we made project predictions of what was going to happen in a variety of different, different subjects. Um, and categories. categories, that's a better word than what I was saying and if you want to check it out, it's on evergreen505.wordpress.com it is the last article written, which means it was November 8th, so <laughs> wow, we pick let's get to it uh, we'll we really it. update we that so, our MVP picks Drew, do you remember who yours was?
2: Uh, I think it was LeBron wasn't it? It was, Le-
1: it was LeBron James <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, he's the MVP of slacking off.
1: Oh, <laughs> well. In who, John, who was who was your pick? Because you started, I believe. You, I believe I took Kawhi Leonard as you, my. MVP. You did. You did. You also started your article, a basketball article, with "It's a hockey season, boys."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoops! And uh, uh, I picked Giannis
2: Antetokounmpo.
1: Uh, Antetokounmpo.
2: Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. come on, man, you gotta be professional.
1: Yeah, so I think out of those three, we're Gian- Giannis is probably probably gonna win it. He's up there with Harden, Leonard, top five, and LeBron. Yeah. Does he qualify?
2: No. no, absolutely not. I wouldn't okay. qualify that. I, I think I think you're gonna see it's gonna be Harden. I think the season he put on has just been nothing short of phenomenal so um, unfortunately i just yeah. don't think I, I think it's his right because did he win last year or who won it last year yes he did well he's gonna be hard and well he's year. gonna be a two year in a row reigning mvp
0: more than likely
1: yeah that makes i mean that makes sense
0: i, I think that hard gonna get it simply on the foot on the point that of uh, his shooting ability like Giannis is a freak, and we all know that. But his outside shot still needs a lot of work. Where Harden, besides the fact that he's smaller and can drive to the hole, his shot is so stupid good that the fact he's putting up these numbers without that size that Giannis has, without the shooting, I guess, limitations that Giannis is trying to work through, and he's be, he's able to put up the numbers that he has throughout the season. I I don't see how it cannot be Harden unless Giannis goes off down the stretch here.
1: Yeah, I, it, it would come down to, I think, stats with them. Like, it, it, if you think about it, though, if you pulled both of those guys off of their teams, what does that do to their – like, do the Rockets still make the playoffs? Do the Bucks still make the playoffs? Are they even, like – are they even a – I mean – the Bucs right now are the best
0: record in basketball. Are they like a
1: six seed without him?
0: I, I think the Bucs would be a six seed just because, if I'm not mistaken, things might have changed. But the seven and eight seed for the East are losing records. I think the Bucs would hover around 500. So I think they would be the six seed if they did not have Giannis. The Rockets, if they lost Harden, I think they'd be a bubble team for the eight, but I think they might actually miss playoffs.
1: Even with Chris Paul and Capella?
0: Yeah, I I think Capella is a good player. He could be a great player, but at this stage of his career, um, Harden opens up a lot of stuff for him, and I think you take Harden off the floor. He's kind of an average big man.
1: All right, I mean, I could... I can see that, especially with the West. And I just
0: if, – Oh, if the Rockets were in the East and you took Harden off the floor, I'd put them above the Celtics right now. Wow. No. I think Celtics have better on the roster. On the roster, the Celtics are better. But the inconsistent play where the Celtics are a five seed, I could see the Houston at the five, six seed in the East. But because they're in the West, they're an eight seed if, if they make the playoffs.
1: That's fair. Speaking of playoffs, – um, Drew, do you by chance know what your hot take of the season was? <laughs> I'm reading it right now. <laughs> uh, John, do you know what Drew's hot take of the season was?
0: Um, I, I'm gonna guess here because he's laughing. Uh, Be, I want to say it has something to do with the Atlanta
1: Hawks. Nope, no,
0: nope. Oh no, it was so his hot
1: take? I, his rookie of the year pick was DeAndre Ayton, which not a bad pick, but
2: and then Luka Doncic happened.
1: Yeah. But it's the part that comes after that, where it says, leading the Suns to its first playoff berth since 2010, (laughs) hashtag book it, dash Drew's fire take of the season. Oh, my God, Drew. (laughs) And you think I make stupid
2: things. Listen, man, it was solid in the beginning. I thought it could happen. The Suns, they had a nice young team. I thought they would turn it around. The West was, you know, eh you know, for the most part, but you know, I, I have been wrong in my life. Just 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 move on and just ignore me. My, yeah, just, just move on
0: because that's bad.
2: Bad take. It's like yeah. John's hot take of the year of the day.
1: Well actually John's hot take in here he's most right on its most improved team. God damn Sacramento it. Kings.
0: And they're gonna make the playoffs. yep i think i think in the article if i remember correctly i said i don't see them making the playoffs but i see them being much better than anyone anticipated and to the point that they might make the playoffs right now that's better than i anticipated so you're welcome you're welcome to be in the uh, presence of my brilliance
1: i mean you did say that (laughs) you said that they were going to prove by winning around 35 games which okay. they could end up with. Um, the Kings will still suck. They just won't suck as much. <laughs> <laughs> and you made a good point that they traded all of their... They, at last year's <laughs> trade deadline, they removed, quote, <laughs> some bums. <laughs> Although they got some, I think this is a typo, Bus in return. Some busts,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, John, what is... I think that was supposed to be some bodies in draft I
2: think some bust in return. In Autocorrect
0: really hates you. Yeah, Autocorrect really hates me. So does, so does the, <laughs> the website. Every time I'm writing a good article, it, it crashes
2: on the, the kings will suck. They just won't suck as much. Classic. Yeah. I love it. Uh,
0: and, and was I wrong? Right now, they're in oh, lower no. seed in the yeah. gate, and... They're a lower seed, playoff seed in the West, which is, you're not awful, but you're not good. Hey, the
2: Suns can so, still make the a comeback, ins- guys. There's still hope. They're eliminated. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> they're <laughs> eliminated. Get out of here.
2: Uh,
1: they were eliminated like a week and a half ago. Don't even, <laughs> don't even go there. Well, well, guys, I we are at about an hour. I want to get our tournament picks before we actually finish up this episode. But I did have one more ad read I wanted to I wanted to do before we actually got into the rest.
0: Joe, oh, hit me with
1: it. So, have you guys suffered from an anky tooth? And by anky, I mean achy tooth.
0: no?
1: No. No? No. Have you uh, Well, if you do, it, it's no problem. Um, you should try Tooth Popper essentially this is it it's really easy it's first you bring this contraption close to your achy tooth second you just smile wide like you would for a picture and third you let the tooth popper punch you right in the smacker out pops the correct tooth about 50 percent of the time what tooth popper where did you find these ads (laughs) dude (laughs) i just my email came through it's in a spam folder and you know i figured i'd let these guys hey you know I appreciate it. I, I, uh,
2: Listen, the fact that, that we even have—I mean, the fact that we even have ads—is just phenomenal to me. Like, so I'm, okay, I'm yeah, whatever yeah. the hell we're—we could sell whatever the hell they want to sell. So I'm, I'm down for it.
1: So yeah, those are uh, those are this week's ads. If um, any businesses out there want to sponsor our program, feel free to send them along. Um, happy to happy to read them. Heyo. Fake, fake or not, you know, we're here for the people. Yeah. Hey.
2: Yeah. We are the people's people. We are about about as average as you can get.
1: So, NCAA picks. (laughs) Oh.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: So, I will admit right off the bat that I did not watch probably any basketball this year outside of North Carolina Duke. And Zion Williamson is not human. And... You can't just rip through a Nike. It's not possible.
2: North Carolina sabotages his shoe. Shoegate 2019. 2019. Shoegate 2019. Hashtag. Uh,
0: I need to look <laughs> up the brackets to figure out who actually made the tournament. to be 100% honest. Um, um, I can tell you Notre Dame did not. Yeah, I know that. That I, I saw that. I saw them losing the uh, ACC or the Big Ten tournament. I forget which division they're in. They keep changing with their.
1: Is the they're
0: they're great. Like did that. the
2: University of Maryland Baltimore College get in?
0: Uh they did. They did not so.
2: uh, It's sad. I wanted to see them do it again. Like go on a
0: run. Uh, I know. We could well, always we could okay. always
2: do an article. We could always pick a one through sixteen and do points like that if we want to. Just for fun. Right, who
0: wants to pick first?
2: Well, no, I, we could do an article about. It. We don't. We don't have to do it now because if we don't know what the oh. bracket is or who we're picking, John. Oh,
1: oh I know who I'm picking. Uh,
2: if you're gonna pick Duke.
1: Well, I have. I'm between Duke and UNC. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if there was a. If we finish out the season with round four,
2: I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I in my one bracket that I'm in. Uh, for One pool that I'm in, I do have North Carolina and Duke facing off, with Duke winning by a solid three points. Uh,
0: in my bracket that I just created, because I did it by names um, and mascots, I have UC Irvine coming out of the south. Um, let's see. <sighs> Northeastern coming out of the Midwest. Buffalo coming out of the west. And... UCF coming out of the East. Buffalo is winning it all over Northeastern in the National Championship.
1: All right, thanks for joining us. Yeah, that... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Uh, um, so, my actual picks are Duke out of the East, out of the West, I'm going with a I I'm going with a bit of an upset here and I'm leaning Florida State which would be kind of out of left field but they actually have a pretty good team experience size and they've beaten they beat Gonzaga last year I think that they get there again beat them and then take out Michigan. I've got North Carolina beating Kentucky in the Midwest and then in the south there's This and the South is a mess. I mean, it's a mess. uh, I don't have too many, too much faith in any of these teams, but
0: UC Irvine legitimately has a shot out of the South.
1: Oh, I think that UC Irvine will win at least a game or two. But I mean, it's tough to get past. Like, boy, I mean, Virginia might have an easy path to the Final Four. Which I know we said last year, and they lost to a 16 seed, but there's no one here that scares me. Like, Oregon would have if they still had Bowl He's out for the season. I mean, UC Irvine is good, but they've got to go through Nova, Purdue, Cincinnati, Tennessee. I just think Virginia comes out of it.
2: Hmm. All right let me, I'm, I'm going over to mine real quick just so I, I, I can actually tell you I mean granted I do have Duke in North Carolina because I'm just I, I'm just gonna regret my decision um, I've actually got one two one two I've got uh Duke of course you do <laughs> you know John I'm just picking <laughs> listen I got money on this I put 10 bucks down John. I am going to go with the most direct route. I'm not trying to be you know a hot shot like yourself. I've got oh that was
0: a waste of 10 bucks then. That... Your, your
2: face is a waste of 10 bucks whoa so oh so sorry. sorry I said that out loud. Um, so anyway, I got Duke coming out of the east. I've got uh, Michigan I think I got yeah I got the Michigan coming out of the West. Uh, I got Tennessee coming out of uh, the south. And then I have, obviously, North Carolina coming out in the uh, Midwest region. Um, I am as white bread and plain as you can possibly get. But better safe than sorry, I guess, right?
1: Yeah. What about – No, nope, take a chance. You got <laughs> What's your biggest upset pick in the first round? Mine is Yale over LSU. Oh. Um,
2: yeah. My biggest one, at least on this one, Let's see. I got this. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't consider ASU over Buffalo an eleven over a six to be that big of an upset. Um, yeah. Now my biggest one is like an eleven over a six, pretty much. So nothing, nothing to write home about over here. As I said, I'm pretty boring when it comes to my picks.
1: Nah, that's fine. And, uh, John, outside of your entire bracket, is there one that sticks out?
2: For, uh, as, like, that big upset? Um, Hmm. 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 You can see Drew is deep in thought right now. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say... Where are you? Where are you? The AS, yeah, ASU or SJU over the Buffalo. I don't know. I just okay. think that'll be kind of a weird one. Um, I also like the St. Mary's over Villanova or I like to call them villanova fun. Um, but uh, okay. you know, I think I think either one of them could be interesting. But I I don't know. I just see I don't see many upsets happening, I guess. But, again, I haven't really followed the NCAA, again, other than, like, maybe Duke, like, one game or two games. So, Mm kind of just basing off of the numbers. Safe safe numbers.
0: Okay. So, I watched a lot of the lesser tournaments, uh, not your ACC's, not your Big Tens, throughout last week as they were clinching. And I'm not saying there's going to be a 16 seed upsetting a one seed, but – Gardner-Webb over Virginia is a possibility based on what happened to Virginia last year. And Gardner-Webb actually plays a good all-around game.
2: Okay.
0: So I would, I would just say if you are looking for a 16 seed to upset again, I keep close eyes on Virginia. They, I, I think that the only 16 seed that would be better would be Iona, but they got the shit draw of North Carolina. That I, I don't see that happening, but Gardner-Webb over Virginia, I think, is a realistic possibility.
2: Yeah, I like it. I don't hate it. I like it. I do, yeah, do I, do think I, I think you might be right with Virginia's track record. It, what it could very well be.
1: What do I have a feeling that while, Drew, you and I were talking about our upsets, and I even made a reference to John at a point, he was filling out his bracket that entire time.
2: Oh, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. He's like Drew. Who do you have again at this point? Oh, uh, it's stupid. At, scribble, actually, scribble, scribble, scribble.
0: Actually, my bracket is I all can, filled out. All I right. can
2: hear you writing, John.
0: That was me scratching myself, Drew. I'm a dog. Remember, this is a PG-13
1: oh, podcast.
2: <laughs> yes, as as John wheezes like a kid with asthma.
0: Oh boy. Yes. Maybe Yes. 4k.
2: I guess you were wheezing a little bit, so I just want to make sure you're yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, because I lost my voice. That's my laugh at the moment.
2: That okay, droopy. Whatever your whatever that cartoon name was.
1: <laughs> oh boy. okay. okay. Well, I think that's all we got. We're at coming up on 75 minutes.
2: Holy crap.
1: Yeah, this time goes by. So, John, you want to uh, send us off? Nope.
2: <laughs> John just doesn't want to make anything easy.
0: <laughs> no. Also, that was too much fun. I didn't want to end it. All right, I guess I'll end it. Thank you all for joining us on the first or second or third and stuff episode. Sports also brought to you by uh, sports and stuff and it's brought to you by evergreen 505 the little cottage in the woods that we all met uh, those are the good old days also thanks to our sponsors uh sam would you like to repeat who they were again mm, i got to pull that back up <laughs> oh well, thanks to our sponsors they they were fantastic there was like, something about uh, there was
2: something about a tooth plucking tooth and popper. a who knew tooth popper and who knew tooth who
0: knew, who pop download,
1: download the app who knew available on any store that's not available on a phone and get to
0: remembering
2: yeah there you go
0: who knew who knew well for sam for drew i'm john thanks for tuning in adios amigos see you next week